What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Carl's here. So there is new video uh, that has been released by prosecutors in the case of Courtney Clenny. She is the OnlyFans model who stabbed her boyfriend to death. That is uncontested. She admits she did it. Um, this is a relationship that was laced in violence from the get-go. And the video that we are about to show you that prosecutors just released is going to play a huge part of this trial, because which is who exactly was the, who lit that fuse that ended up in her boyfriend's death. Right, so the video, uh, this takes place in Aspen, uh, just two months before Christian was stabbed to death. Uh, and you're gonna see that Courtney and Christian and everyone involved says that this was a very volatile relationship, but you're gonna see an example of just how volatile and violent uh, it got even before the day that Christian was killed. It's over for two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. And now why am I not sober? Because I'm you. Like, you're, 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 you're hindering my progress. Let go of me. Let go of me. Let go of me. Okay. I'm fed up with you. I'm fed up. I'm fed up with that. You treat me. Yes, I'm not mad at you. You let Moana say some some line that affected you. I didn't let her say anything. as this is, what you need to know is this is one in a string of violent confrontations between the two of them. They live together, right. um, and ultimately, she ended up stabbing him to death uh, in, their, in, Miami in their Miami condo building, um, and we're going to get into the defense in a minute, but I got to say, you know, we're doing a documentary as part of TMZ Investigate series that's going to be on Fox Primetime, and... Um, I have never seen a relationship quite like this. This woman was insanely popular yeah. on OnlyFans. Her her goal was to become another Kim Kardashian. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you guys are going to state the obvious or let me do it, but I'll just say, as a as a regular person, I'm not a lawyer, but just as a regular person seeing this, she kind of looks like the instigator here. She's the one who looks frantic and a little out of control, and I see her instigating this this hitting, and I kind of see him kind of trying to defend himself and push her away. Remember, there's another video that kind of came out right around the time this whole, you know, the whole right death happened, that. where they're in the, the elevator and they're fighting, and there too, Courtney looks like the instigator. Again, I'm just a layperson seeing what I see so, and calling it how I see it, but I don't know. The, to me, this does not look good for her. That's what I would argue. So, I, and I agree with you, Fabian, and the, these two videos that we just showed, I, I agree that she seems to be the one who is instigating the violence. And you do need 
also the full context of what they're arguing about. By the way, there's, I believe it was one of her friends who was sitting in the room who was recording right. this, um, which is interesting that the friend didn't get involved, I think. But nobody got, nobody, neither, nobody got, and that's true. Almost no one got involved because it was so volatile, so violent, so physical that people kind of observed. And, you know, in our documentary, you're going to see lots of people were hearing things from the 12th floor and they're on the ground. It was so loud. I mean, the, they, they, they trashed their apartment in Austin. This was extremely violent. But even though in these videos she does appear to be instigating the, the physical uh, nature of it, is her, her defense, I would imagine, would be those are, yes, those incidents happened. You can't, that, that doesn't mean that that's what happened that morning. That's right. In their condo well, as, when she stabbed him. That's right. And and what she's arguing is self-defense. I mean, she's been in jail now waiting trial for a year and a half. Her argument is that she is claiming that Christian was going to kill her and she would have been dead had she not taken act. Now, she says that she threw the knife almost from across the room at him and it plunged into his chest and killed him. It, it severed an artery. Um the prosecutors but are saying- there were several stab wounds. Well, right? the, the, pro, the, the one that killed him was a plunge about three inches in. And the prosecutors are saying, it's impossible to throw a knife and have it plunge unless you're a professional knife thrower. So what the defense is gonna argue, and we just got this video, they're gonna argue it is possible, and they're throwing a knife into a pig carcass there, which resembles human flesh, Ugh. and they're saying it can stick. The thing is, sticks with a professional knife thrower. Right. Yeah, and if you guys are curious how the public is perceiving this, this these videos have been going around on Twitter, obviously, including the elevator one that came out a while ago, but this new video is coming out. People are saying the same thing that I'm saying. She seems to be the instigator. And the fact that this guy was black, that she's white, that's not lost on anybody either. And I just want to say in the public, in the court of public opinion, she's already lost, so there's that. Well, we're going to have some really interesting new information about this case. Yeah, this is Doug, Wilmington, North Carolina, and if he's secure enough to let her rock out on the OnlyFans, then she should be secure enough with a little bit of flirting, but not to get violent as a man who's been in those situations. Yeah, she didn't have to murder my mans like that. It wasn't worth it. Yeah, and referring to the argument during that moment in Aspen was that she thought he was Flirting, flirting with other, other models. There are a lot of arguments here. Okay, yeah. we're gonna move on. Yes, to Kevin Hart, who is, as he puts it, letting you down easy. If you're hoping that at some point he is going to host the Oscars, it ain't gonna happen. Never, he says. He's and really taking a stand. Yeah, that's, which is nor that's not Kevin Hart. Because he doesn't normally, he wouldn't be so definitive normally. He would sort of yep. edge. That's what we're used to hearing. Especially Kevin. because remember, back in the day, he wanted to do it and they actually took it away they, from him. And then, you know, he was, was going to do thing. it in 2019. And then when the old tweets came up, it became controversial and he backed out. So uh, he did an interview with Sky News and the reporter asks, you know, is it ever going to happen? Will we see you host the Oscars? Here's why he says it isn't going to happen. So many of your fans were gutted when you did not host the Oscars. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance we'll see you do it one day? No, absolutely not. <laughs> let's, uh, let's just throw that hope right out the window right now. You just, <laughs> whatever level of hope you have, I want to destroy it right now. 
No, not at all. Uh, those gigs aren't good gigs for comics, and it's no shot to the Oscars, no shot to the Globes or anything else. Those just aren't, um, you know, comedy-friendly environments anymore. So uh, I think they got it right one year where it was like just a bunch of personalities acted as the host. But you know, the days of it being a room for a comic. Those days are done. But if you're not an industry comic, meaning uh, a comic that has the relationships of all, then those rooms are very cold. So me doing it is, of course, at an advantage because I know the room and I'm familiar with so many. But uh, for others, it's not the same. I love that he says, no shot to the Oscars. Yes, it is. And by the way, appropriately so. It is impossible in these days um, what I heard him drag. say is everybody is so sensitive now, you can't. That's what he's saying. Yeah, because right. you've got saying. a room full of famous and wealthy people who take themselves too seriously. And I mean, just look at uh, last weekend Joe with Coy. Joe Coy and, yeah. uh, and, 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 and a lot of those jokes. Yeah. Right. And, and even, you know, that Taylor Swift joke that so many people have attacked him for. I mean, it was the Which most. Which is a ridiculous, mild, benign right? joke. The fact that you can't make that joke and com comedy is about pushing the boundaries. Yeah. I, I get it. I wouldn't want to perform if I was a comedian either. 100%. And, and, and it's true. I mean, it's like everybody is looking at them, looking for a misstep, looking for, right. you know, something that they said that offends. That used to be kind of the point where they'd go around the room and they'd poke fun at people and it was yeah. all funny. Ain't funny no more. Right. Well, what's interesting is uh, Kevin's buddy, Anthony Anderson, is going to be hosting the Emmys next week. So he's the next one up. Good Joe Coy, luck, Joe Anthony. Coy got roasted last week. <laughs> Anthony's doing the Emmys on Monday, and he's said the same thing, that it, it is harder to do now just because everybody's so sensitive. They can't take a joke. They simply can't take I a joke. I thought the pendulum was starting to swing the other way. And I, I still think it is in general for the public, but I think for... An event like this. An event like this where you have a room full of people who are there to... Let's face it, they're there to pat each other on the back, right? And nobody wants to be the butt of a joke. Hello, my name is Amir in upstate New York. Um, I think to, due to the current climate, it's definitely hard for a comedian or anyone to speak publicly, especially on that platform or that stage. The Oscars has a plethora of, of different stars from different backgrounds. So speaking is kind of like a land a landmine on that stage, if you will. Um, but on the other hand, for Kevin, I feel like this is where his comedic range and natural talent should come into play. I feel as if he should be able to write around um, some of those hurdles, especially in a room that big with his experience. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. By the way, but speaking you're of, right, though. I would think he would be able to. Speaking of current climate, you're in upstate. How's the weather there? God, it looks awful. Yeah, what part of upstate, by the way? It's a big place. Uh, I'm in upstate New York. Um, I'm actually near Liberty at the moment, about Liberty. Um, on the new channel. You guys will see it. It's like uh, about 45 minutes up from Middletown. Is it, <laughs> is it freezing? Okay. It's wicked. Um, the past three, four days have been hectic. Um, last weekend, last Saturday night, driving was uh, terrible. I left work, and uh, I was glad I made it home, actually. <laughs> yeah, we're wow. glad you made it, too. Hey, I got to tell you, just so you know, it's only in the 60s here, so we're suffering as well. You know what? You <laughs> well, Zendaya certainly has people thinking that uh, she and Tom Holland are done, and there's a couple of reasons for that. But this is a case of what you see isn't always what's going on. Um, at least, so it appears. Uh, so the, the buzz started this week when Zendaya, uh, last week, she unfollowed everyone on social media. She has now zero people she's following. Tom Holland was part of that purge. 
which, ever, which sort of <laughs> which sort of raised eyebrows. Like, wait a second. Well, now. not just that. And well, Tom is Tom is still following her. But then the other thing is we haven't seen them together since October. Halloween, right? Yeah. So um, what's up? A lot of people are saying they must have broken up because we haven't seen them together. And then she does this unfollow. So we did some digging. Yeah, and um, turns out they have actually seen each other recently very recently mm -hmm. so we got some intel uh we talked to people close to both of them and they actually spent new year's eve together so obviously you know that was less than a little less than a couple weeks ago so basically the people we spoke to said if they did break up it would be complete news to them they have no idea so and it would be would mean that it's been in the last yeah, you know, so week and a half. half. Right, if right. they would have broken up, it would have been recently. You know, the unfollow thing, like you guys said, we also got photos uh, of them both out in L.A. separately. That's, I mean, he on was Wednesday, out. On Wednesday, right. On Wednesday, she was out driving with a friend in a car. Uh, Tom, I think, was leaving by himself uh, an, a club in L.A. So, I mean, we haven't seen them together in the past. You know, we've gotten a ton of paparazzi photos of them together. So that was one clue. But it kind of seems like, at least, I know Harvey thinks they might have broken up. I think they're still together. No, no, no. I, I, I don't think they've broken up. I, I think it's possible, obviously, they could have broken up in the last week and a half. But it seems like the rumors started really because they haven't been seen, seen since October. Right. But since we know they've been together on New Year's Day. And we didn't see them. Can we get real for a second? I think this could have to do with a project she's got. As far as the unfollowed. Yeah, because right. then you come back on and you get a lot of attention. And maybe part of the game here is... We don't want to be seen together because it'll create more interest. Yeah, that's a good theory. And it's like, I, I feel like the unfollow thing, like we said, is so overblown. Like we saw, you know, people clear their Instagram all the time. Justin Timberlake just did this. I don't think he unfollowed, but he deleted all his photos. And it does exactly what, what they want. We're, we're talking about it. Why did they unfollow And then they come people? back and say, oh, exactly. I've got a concert or I've got a, a movie coming out. Yeah, And she, she also unfollowed all of her family members. So I would imagine, you know, she's still in good graces with that. Yeah, <laughs> Right, right. Fool us 51 times, uh, <laughs> But we got it the 52nd yeah, time. we got it. I, I, yeah, I just think this is... They're also, even though we do get photos of them and videos of them out, for the most part, they're not a, like, out yeah, on the town they're not out on the town couple, yeah. They go to events, and then occasionally we see them. And remember, they, they lived in London for a while, so... I, okay, enough. I, we, think, enough. I think they're fine. We don't know. We That's think my assessment, fine. but... Thank you, know. next. <laughs> Hi, I'm Deontay from Detroit. And what if they just wanted to spend some time apart from one another? You don't have to be with someone and always be underneath them. Preach. Or they could <laughs> be doing separate projects that doesn't allow them time to be together. You know, you don't always have to be attached at the hip. They're young. Totally. They may want space. I don't think it's too much to be worried about. And if it is, we'll know soon enough. I'm buying everything you just said. Everything. Indeed. Okay. We're going to move on. Yes, to Emma Stone, who I love this. you would think is um, celebrating this uh, this week because she has been honored for her performance in Poor Things. Uh, she won a Best Actress Golden Globe. But there's something else that she has not won that she is quite upset about, something she's been really fighting to get. And she's been overlooked. For years. Not just not won, she's uh, been overlooked. Here's what she has Disrespected. To say. She was on a podcast with Variety. Uh, when she talked about this one achievement she has not gotten in the business yet. If you ever go on Jeopardy, it might help. That's my favorite uh, show. Yeah, well, there you go. That's well, my dream. You know, I apply every June. And nothing? I've no, never got a celebrity? Like, no, no, I'm I'm sorry. I, I don't want to be. No, you, you want to I, I don't, I don't want to go on Celebrity oh. Jeopardy. I, wanna, I really want to, like, earn Jeopardy. my 
stripes. Right. I would like to go on real jeopardy, but you have to do, take the test and you can only take it once a year with your email address. So every June I take the quiz <laughs> and they don't tell you how you did. They just say, we'll let you know in the next nine to 12 months if you got on the show and, and guess what? I haven't gotten on the show, but I watch it every single night and I mark down how many answers I get right. And I swear I could go on jeopardy. <laughs> so that's interesting. So we don't know how she did in the I test. Know. Now, now, now I'm thinking, well, maybe she's just not doing as well right. in the test as she thinks. She I, I, well, I don't know either. I, I can add a little bit of perspective here because I oh, also gosh. take the Jeopardy oh, test uh, annually. And when you do uh, well enough on the online test, they do reach out to you and you come in for a second they round reach out to you? of interviews. I've been reached out to once and I've been in for the second round interviews where you take a mock game. Oh, so you lost on your personality. <laughs> it seems <laughs> or, as though they're his not looking for my type of person <laughs> on the show. Could be, it could be his face also. It's not necessarily his personality. They made us think... Ew, we don't want this guy. Here's what here's what's fascinating though. Did you hear her say this is her dream? This is a woman who has won an Academy Award for yep. Best Actress for La La Land. Oh, dude, but the Aaron Rodgers said he quit. Aaron Rodgers said he quit football if he could host the show. I mean, come on. It's the dream, man. It, There's it nothing the like dream. Jeopardy. And to be on the regular show, I give her a lot of credit for not wanting to go on Celebrity Jeopardy, which is easy. And she wants to do the real thing. I give her a lot of credit. I do too. I, I didn't realize. Why, why, why won't they do that? What a great idea to lace a, a celebrity here and there in the in the regular show. That you got to earn it, Harvey. That's no, what I mean, no, all about. But you it sounds like earn she, your stripes. Well, you haven't earned it. Maybe yeah. It's, I mean, way, to, way to pour salt in the wound. I understand <laughs> well, that. Well, okay, but you're acting like, oh, you got to earn it. Well, yeah, you know, maybe she did earn it and they just didn't pick her because she's a celebrity. Well, they should put her on. She did get something that she can uh, celebrate uh, last night. She wasn't on Jeopardy. Uh, but her beloved Phoenix Suns were in town, and Emma was sitting courtside uh, as they played the Lakers. And I, I shouldn't say they played the Lakers. They crushed the Lakers. The Lakers are getting crushed a lot. They're getting crushed a lot. But uh, even though she's the star of La La Land, she was happily repping for uh, Phoenix at that game. I got to tell you, a, a very unique... I don't know that I've ever seen a scene like this in Washington, D.C. Nope. Where you have members of Congress partying their faces off for a good cause, for a very good cause. Um, our good friend Fat Joe has been doing something uh, for a couple of years now, has been leading the charge in advocacy for patients, hospital patients. It's an organization called Power to the Patients, and they're fighting to get hospitals, force hospitals, to be transparent about their pricing. It's something that very few hospitals are actually uh, adhering to. There is a law so that they should be doing it, but they need it to be enforced. Well, the leading cause of bankruptcy, medical bills. Right, and that's why they're fighting this. So uh, I just want to show you a little bit of this. Joe's going to join us in a second. But this scene in D.C. where you had Fat Joe, uh, Wyclef Jean, Jelly and Jelly Roll, Roll uh, leading this party <laughs> um, and with members of Congress on stage, and you're going to hear them. They're like telling them, what are you going to tell Joe Biden? This is an incredible scene. Uh, you can tell that they're members of Congress. Some, some oh, of the, so cool. from the way the movements are a little stiff, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but still, <laughs> I know the code. <laughs> I know the code. It was. <laughs> this is uh, all for an incredible cause. So joining us right now to talk about that uh, and a few other things, our good friend Fat Joe. Welcome back to TMZ Live, Joe. How you doing? Hey, Joe. You know that's crazy because we all started dancing together at the end, and 
I had this young Asian girl. Her mind was so blown, and I like, I had to grab her and dance with her. Like I was like, I was like, I had to like. She was just like looking like at God. Like she was like, yo, this can't be happening right now. And I was like, yes, it is. Don't worry about it. And uh, we had uh, Sarah from. You uh, energized the room, man. Yeah, we had Sarah from CNN who just uh, was diagnosed yeah. with breast cancer. She was on stage with us dancing. Everybody just felt so beautiful. That night was amazing. You know, Jelly Roll, you know, he's a major inspiration to the people and came up from drug addiction. And now he makes the most powerful music on earth. And then, you know, he opened up. And then Wyclef Jean is one of the greatest entertainers to ever entertain in hip hop. So um, I, I I had to tell, I was hosting the event for Power to the Patients. I, I had to tell the crowd, I said, in 20 years, you're going to pinch yourself and remember that night in 2024 when you were here with Jelly Roll and Wyclef Jean. It was that type of magic uh, in Washington, D.C. I got to tell you, um, what I love about this video so much is that we've all written Congress off because... Nobody gets along with anybody. We've got one side with a wall between one and yeah. the other. And this is the first time I've seen anything where it looks like music kind of brought them together. Hundreds of members. Yeah, of I mean, this, I mean is, this is unusual and it's aspirational. It's really amazing. Well, we as hip hop artists, we started with nothing. And so we're big dreamers and we're overly optimistic. and. I believe in the people power. People power is bigger than any ideology or any religion. And so when the people feel the same, this is this is one subject that affects the American people uh, that's bipartisan. It's Amish, it's Native American, it's Israel, it's Jewish, it's Black, it's white, it's Latino, Asian, you name it. This affects 100 million Americans are in debt due to hospital bills and health insurance bills. And so it's destroying the American family. So what happens when you don't have money, you can't pay the bills, the family breaks up. You know, there's people who walk around in pain every day, scared to go to the hospital because they're afraid of a mystery bill. So somebody like you, Harvey, and you guys who got money, imagine if American Express would send you a $100,000 bill every month and not tell you what you spent it on. Well, did I buy a fur? Did I buy a car? Like, how did I spend this money? No, 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 this is your bill. Well, they also inflate the crap out of these bills, too, where, you, you, where you're paying $100 for an aspirin, right? Well, the thing the hospitals don't want to do is give us the data. Right. So could you imagine when you're trying to find out the information of what you got to pay, you have to actually sue the hospitals to get the data, which is your right to have. And so um, it's, it, it, it's 27 cents of every dollar actually goes back to doctors, nurses, and the actual procedures and treatments. The other 70 cents of every single dollar is just straight profit for the hospitals and the insurance companies. But yet they keep telling the American people, price is going up, price is going up. No, you mean your, your, your profit is going up. Hey, I got to tell you, Joe, what you're doing I, I can't think of many things that are more important than what you're doing. I mean, you are you are saving millions and millions yep. of people. Can I just, on a personal note, can I just say how appreciative I am 
that you did this event because looking at some of the members of Congress, I feel like I actually may have a little bit of rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, man, they're cool as hell, man. They're cool as hell, man. You know, uh, they, they had a great time, man. And we got to bring light. You know, they're dealing yeah. with a lot of serious issues out there. And so we, we're just trying to bring the light to it. You know, uh, we got... Uh, Wars going on in Ukraine and and Israel and Palestine and this, and there's so many things going on that you know to get their attention is very hard right well, now. Well, listen, you had the right approach, Joe. You did you the right Joe. approach. Here's what you did: you gave them a light moment, but you also enlightened them about what needs to be done for the people uh, in this country and as far as uh, hospitals being transparent. So we're out of time, but up, we're, we're, keep we're, up the work, man. We're going to keep you, we're going hey, hey, we're gonna to keep Arby, bringing you on. We're going to hey, keep bringing hey, Arby, you on. You need that, that rewind at 10. Why fight the time when you can rewind the time? Get those grays he's out got, of here. He's got, go he has, to Sally's Beauty and go get yourself some rewind. <laughs> Joe, I'm sending it to you. Now, Joe listen, has a new product for, for 12 <laughs> years off your life. You're going to feel young and rejuvenated. Why yeah. fight the time when you can rewind the time? See, he's, he's helping, he's fighting against the hospitals, but also wants to help you. Thank you. Sure. A little, yeah, little yeah, coloring. Get little coloring. Young out there. Hey, Joe, thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. All right, thank man. You, we'll talk All to right, you soon. Brothers. Okay, I'm taking a break. All right. When we come back, Julia Roberts opening up about something a little mysterious about her career, something you've never seen her do. Think about it. You've never seen Julia Roberts take off her clothes on camera. And I think the word is naked. Uh, topless. Mm -hmm. um, there is a reason for it, and she is revealing that when we come back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Julia Roberts is opening up about something that, you know what? I never actually thought about this until she started talking about it. I but neither. Um, and I don't know if you've thought about it, but Julia Roberts has never done any nudity in any of her films. Not even Pretty Woman. Uh, there was some implied nudity in that some, was. But I think it was, that a, was body a body double. double. Right, yeah. it was a body double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woman. And it is a little odd that a woman whose most famous role and beloved role is as a, a prostitute, that um, oh, there sorry. was, but it was a Disney prostitute, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no nudity. Uh, but she is, for the first time, talking about That's why hysterical. she has made that choice uh, in her career. She told Vogue UK, she said, you know, not to be criticizing others' choices, but for me to not take off my clothes in a movie or be vulnerable in physical ways is a choice that I guess I make for myself. But in effect, I'm choosing not to do something as opposed to choosing to do something. I'm not sure that sentence makes any sense. I, I don't. It's the same thing. Well, yeah, exactly. It seems it, like it's the same thing. The choice can be affirmative or it could be doing nothing. Right. That's called a choice. But either way, it's, it is a choice and she has made that one and look, it certainly hasn't hurt her career. Not in the slightest bit. I am the biggest Julia Roberts fan and in, in all honesty, even if it wasn't about 
body double, or even if you got rid of the, the body double scene in Pretty Woman, the movie would have been just as good. Julia Roberts isn't an actress that needs to add nudity to her artistry to make or break her movies or anything that she does. So I think it's very fitting. I don't think that there's also many movies that she's done that would require her or that we would even need to see her in a, in a nude setting, so. You know what's happened though? I mean, cause it's not even that requires it. Sometimes nudity is part of right. a story plot. So sometimes it's really appropriate. What's, in, what's, what's interesting though is that there seems to be more male nudity these days. That, that, yeah. that seems to be on the, the upswing, the, if I may, I was gonna say, the pendulum has swung. So to speak. <laughs> so to speak. Everything's um, out, so to and speak. And it is, it is, uh, it does seem that way. Like Harvey, you said that there's some roles that require nudity. There's also some roles that were, that can require that. Like I take an actor like Denzel Washington who has never kissed uh, another co-star in a movie out of respect for his wife. There might be things that call for that, but if you're an actor and you stand for something, you can, obviously, you don't have to do it. You have you, to be... Big enough, and, you have to be yeah, a no, Julia Roberts or, a, or a Denzel Washington. Say, no, I'm not, uh, you know. But on, on the other hand, there are people who have the power and could say, I'm not going to do it, but they opt to do it because they feel it's and then there important are, for the role. And then there are people who seek it out and want that, and which is fine too, right? I mean, there are actors who want to do that, Basically, and that's fine too. There's nothing wrong with it. Everybody it's a, do what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, it's a choice. Yeah. So interesting <laughs> enough, Julia also said that she just did Dr. Henry Gates's uh, his show, and at the end of his shows, he always like tells his guest uh, he does like a family tree, and he right. lets some of them know who they're related to. And she found out that she was related to Gloria Steinem, so maybe that could be why she's never. No, Gloria Steinem. I mean, Howard Gloria women. Steinem. Yeah, I think all it's about. If you want to be. Nude, Remember that was nude. that was the bra burning era. Yes. So indeed. I mean, you know. There, I, I don't know that Gloria Steinem is She wouldn't is be opposed to Julia Roberts yeah. being naked. I'm Jim. I'm from Ontario, Canada. Um, I like to say about Ju uh, Julia Roberts, she's ageless, beautiful, and uh, she's so conservative. You know, growing up at that time, you know, people were conservative. There was hardly, unlike now, that you, you know, everybody shows what their mama gave them. But, you know, back in the day, you know, you have to be careful the way whatever you do in public. You know, and she grew up in the Bible Belt, so I don't blame her, and I love her. I just don't remember. People shake what their mama gave them. I know. <laughs> no, but I, I like the way you said that. I mean, it was like, what, 25 years ago? It's not like we were in this puritanical age, but whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we are going to move on. Yes, uh, to Mariska Hargitay, who is opening up about a very painful uh, event that happened to her, but she's sharing this because she wants to help survivors of sexual violence. Um, she uh, recently uh, was, she wrote this essay uh, because, and everyone knows that she is for a long time being an advocate for uh, victims of sexual violence, mostly I think because of what she's encountered in being on Law & Order SVU for so long. Uh, but she wanted to share her personal experience and wrote this essay talking about someone that she knew that ended up raping her. She said, uh, I know it was already sexual violence as he held her down, but I was afraid he would become physically violent. I went into freeze mode, a common trauma response when there is no option to escape. The experience was horrible, but it doesn't come close to defining me in the same way that no other single part of my story defines me. No single part of anyone's story defines them. And her message clearly to victims is, you don't have to make this, you know, destroy your life. You don't, you're not to blame. And she never named the person. Didn't name the person. She said it was someone that she knew, and I believe she even called 
uh, referred to him as a friend. Yeah, she even called him as a friend and then he was not. So during this time, she ended up saying that she didn't know how to even describe what had happened to her. Uh, it took her years and years to figure it out and it was through the support of her friends and family who all said that she was a survivor of sexual assault and rape. And so we had reached out to different organizations to see what they had to say and all of it was just an outpour of love for her because of the fact that she is such a strong uh, female figure in a high-profile case where now people can come and hear her story and see so many commonalities with um, with everything that she's experienced from the fact that it was somebody that she knew and also to the point where she took years to be able to cope with all the things that she had gone through and the trauma. And so now she has founded a foundation called Joyful Heart where she passes on that good uh, goodwill to other people and other survivors. She's had that foundation for quite some time yep. now and it is uh, doing she is incredible work. An amazing person. Yeah. Uh, hello, uh, Justin from Massachusetts and on Marishka uh, story. I just think it's, you know, amazing that she not only uses her platform to what is very clearly an important cause, but she also, uh, in that essay, also gives voice to the fact that there are systemic changes that need to be made into in this, in our society, in our party. This isn't something we're predisposed to do, but that she acknowledges that systemic change has to happen that to prevent this kind of behavior from being enabled and sometimes even, you know, that she's continuing that work and giving voice to what causes this in the first place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we owe Taylor Swift an apology. What is that? I think that for years, Taylor Swift has gotten this tag as writing about all of her breakups, all of her relationships. But she does. And, that, and she does, but I think a lot of people do. Uh, take for case, uh, for instance, um, Ariana Grande who has a new song that just dropped today. It's called Yes And, and it is very clearly, I think, a rebuttal to people who've been critical about her relationships in general, and specifically her latest one with Ethan Slater. Um, obviously, Ariana, I'm certain, certain heard all the stories where people felt like she was, I think the word homewrecker was thrown around because he left his, his wife and, and, and they had a young baby. And there were also people who just thought it was a weird couple. Yes, and there are people who think it's a weird couple. So she uh, dropped the song. Here's what she has to say, and then you know we'll we'll talk about it. That last line. I just want to say something. So profane. I, I, well, it, 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 that aside, what is weird to me is, doesn't she write about all her relationships and then she's saying, don't worry about what I sing about? Mm-hmm. Well, don't worry about who I'm actually dating, but then you're singing about, I mean, thank you, next comes to mind. Uh, it does. Well, maybe she wants us to just talk about her music, but when your music is about it's that. It's about that. Right. I, so if she's saying, don't talk about my personal life, all right. So we don't talk about your personal life. What if we just talk about your music? But then your music is about your personal life. So and you know, we were talking about the music video and in this music video, all of the shades are closed and um, it's basically her on the dance floor. And so a lot of people are saying that this is a song similar to Vogue. You know, when Madonna came out with her song about Vogue, which is no limits exist on the dance floor and all of this stuff happens on the dance floor in the music video. And then at the end of the music video, she turns back into like a stone figure. And so there, and the windows open. So it's like almost like what she is behind the scenes, you don't really know, but out in public, everyone must, because the video mm. opens with people talking 
talking about her in the elevator going into the into the room. So I, I think she's just saying, like, keep your mouth oh. shut. Don't worry about me. Worry about you. But she has a whole song and a whole album and all the other songs, like you said, thank you, next. So she writes about this stuff all the time. It just doesn't make sense. And the other thing, too, is, and I'm, uh, look, I mean, I'm, I, I like her a lot, but she has a publicist. Publicist pub publicize what you do. <laughs> and so, and I'm not saying her publicist does this, but all these people are saying, oh, leave me alone. It's like they have publicists that put themselves out there. That's their job. So I don't know. <laughs> hey, this is Bali from Dallas. And I would like to say maybe it's Ariana coming into a new age. I think she's just turned 30. So I feel like maybe she's trying to step away from like the spotlight of being like that teen superstar that grew up with America, like watching her, telling her how to date and what to do. I feel like this song is her stepping into her adulthood as a artist and just saying, hey, I know that we talk about me a lot, but maybe this is me snatching back my independence, snatching back my privacy, showing something a little bit darker with like the shades closed, like you guys were saying. I feel like she's just showing a different side of herself. It's a very deep uh, interpretation yeah. of it. I don't think we have to go that know. deep here. Uh, but we're going to move on. This is interesting. Yes, because uh, Britney Spears' ex-husband, Sam Asghari, or I guess not ex yet, technically estranged husband, Correct. Uh, was out at an art exhibit in Beverly Hills last night. And I'm pretty sure Britney will be very jealous of who he ran into. Yeah, there's that's that's not uh, photoshopped. <laughs> um, that's nuts. Sam Asghari ran into Brad in Pitt. His, he looks in his 20s. Brad Pitt. You're How about. is that? I know. It How is. How is that? Well, on his post, that Sam posted the photo, obviously, very proudly. Oh, you don't think Brad posted? Uh, and I <laughs> did not see it on Brad. I don't even know if Brad has Instagram. But uh, he posted it, and he said he got skincare uh, tips from the man himself. The guy's in his 60s. How is that? I don't understand it. Um, this is particularly interesting for Britney. The reason I brought that up is that Britney, very famously, has a thing for Brad Pitt. I mean, lots of people have a thing for Brad Pitt. But I think when they were together, Sam found like this photo of, um, of him from uh, Thelma and Louise that she had in her closet somewhere. And, so and Sam, of course, decides to uh, put it on to... Instagram shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tom Cruise has a lot of irons in the fire, as they say. Uh, he's got himself a brand new office. Uh, he's got new digs over at Warner Brothers. You know, uh, he's done the Mission Impossible movies with Paramount. Top Gun. Top Gun. Paramount. But he's got this new deal with Warner Brothers, right? So he's going to be set up there. But he's still working with his uh, buddies over at Paramount. They're because, doing Top Gun 3 there. Because when you have franchises that are making as much money <laughs> as his have, this they got... Is Top Gun 3, Unreal. he's reportedly already working the on. The guy is in his 60s. And still finishing the Mission Impossible series. So as it turns out, Top Gun 3 has actually been in development since the fall. It's supposed to bring back Miles Teller, uh, Glenn Powell. Oh, really? The stars that were a part of it. Yeah, so good news for people who are a big fan of the movie. But big picture here, this deal that Tom Cruise now has with Warner Brothers is absolutely huge. He's 61 years old, but this deal is supposed to be very long-term where he has his hands in a bunch of different features and you know, it should probably take him well into his 70s. So, hey, if you're a big fan of Tom Cruise, this is all good news. Well, I'm like week to week here. So, I mean, it's amazing he's got a long-term deal. <laughs> I, Shut I, up. I, you're week to week. I, okay. I, 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 I got to say, he is the biggest movie star in the history of movies. 
the idea. In the history of the movies. The history of movies. And he's also been like trashed a lot. People have said he's weird and all this stuff. I think and some he's, people are still saying that. Whatever. He has, but they're going he has to conquered movies. Hollywood. He has survived Hollywood. He has flourished in Hollywood. Biggest movie star in the world. Kia, based out of South Carolina. Um, I think this is great. Tom Cruise has been around as an actor for as long as I've been around, you know, living. Um, great actor. I think if anybody knows Hollywood, it's him. Um, I would be a little bit weirded out if I was an actor, just considering some of the ties he has. But um, outside of that, I think it's a great move. He's apparently too. I gotta say, look. I mean, I know that a lot of people have issues with I know some of the things say. he does. I have experienced it firsthand. The nicest guy in Hollywood. And I've seen it firsthand. Incredible. Incredibly nice. Nicest so. guy in Hollywood. What else do you guys want to talk about? Hi, my name is Crystal. I'm from Carson, California. I'll be commenting on the OnlyFans model. The video was horrible to watch. I kind of see both sides. There was a lot of toxicity on both sides. And I just think that one thing led to another and it just didn't end up well for either of them. Yeah, it was, look, everyone involved says it was a toxic relationship. Oh, it was, wait till you see this, our documentary. It is. Just unbelievable. Okay, one more. Hey, this is Marcus Oceanside, California, and I was weighing in on the Kevin Hart situation. I believe that he's right. You know, he is his own brand, and he needs to protect his brand. Could he handle the pressure? Yes, but he's selling out shows everywhere he goes. Why put the risk of a national audience and national criticism when he's dominating in his own realm now? Totally makes sense. It, you know, it's, totally it's makes so sense. weird, and, and I, I agree with what Kevin said, but you think about it. Here's a guy who's completely comfortable playing to stadiums, not just arenas, stadiums right. doing stand-up. But it's not but about But this that. little theater, but it's because of who's there. And they're so judgmental. And that's what I'm saying. They're just so it's judgmental. It's a fraction of the audience he's normally... That's right. It's not think. about the size, size of the crowd. Right. It's about who's in the crowd. Indeed. Age is just a number, right? But... You sound like a commercial. People <laughs> always, they just get infatuated with this. Uh, Jason Sudeikis apparently has himself a new girlfriend. And we got some photos of him out with Elsie Hewitt. She is an actress, but- I'm uh, guessing they're together. Yes, <laughs> certainly looks like it. Um, okay, and immediately, everyone latched onto the fact that she is 27, he is 48. It's I, I don't, fine. Honestly, nobody even it's thinks fine. about it. And I know in other parts of the country, they go like, well, that's Hollywood. Oh, come on. First of all, and it is Hollywood, was you can't deny it. Two things, one is that she dated Benny Blanco, who is now dating Selena Gomez, so mm -hmm. Benny is getting it. Everybody's saying, oh, Benny Blanco. <laughs> Benny's getting it, that's number one. <laughs> number two, um, good this, for Benny. If you got some time this weekend, yeah. we're so proud of it. Watch UFO Revolution on Tubi, it's free. It's this event, a three-part event. It is Teensy so interesting. Yeah. It is really, really interesting. So have a great weekend and we will see you Monday.